once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a Welcome to the Wisdom in All Things podcast. It's a rather quick dose of insight where we expose, explore, and execute on a topic that has got to do with your mind, body, and soul. It's just good all-around training. Today's topic, how easily are you deceived? Constant Derricks, she's an advisor to boards and senior executives on high-stakes decisions and those that are in crisis. She says this, Human beings have a tremendous capacity for rationalization. The very thing that should have caused questions became comforting instead. But a lie is a lie. So how easily are you deceived? I'm the uh, tech guy in our home, and of course I'm using the word tech somewhat broadly, like I'm not a real tech guy, but I play one on TV. Every once in a while I get the question, should I click on that link? To which I lunge forward screaming in slow motion, no. I have to admit the Nigerian prince has become quite the convincing emailer. In fact, uh, according to CNBC, that email scam was clearing $700,000 a year as of 2019. So you can see it, yeah, it's pretty much working out for them. While we know not to click on the obvious, there are emails now that occasionally even challenge my savvy tech experience. As a great maxim as, if it's too good to be true, it probably isn't is, we are sometimes too easily fooled, though it isn't entirely our fault. A Psychology Today article on deception points out that studies show the average person lies several times a day. More often, deploy to avoid uncomfortable situations or spare someone's feelings, which is nice, but you're still lying. So while it may be done out of some sense of concern for another person, that's quite a bit of deceiving every day. At that frequency of repetition, we're not only going to naturally get better at it, we'll become increasingly more difficult to detect it. Besides the fact that it seems we're all a bunch of liars, how do we know if we're being deceived? Not that I'm in any way proposing you start gambling, but it is interesting to note that with regular play, you can begin to spot a person's tell. Something about how they react or don't while they play cards that can reveal what they're thinking or intending to do. Constance again says, Many experts propose that liars reveal themselves in tells. Major and minor changes in body language or facial expressions, but observable signs of lying can be unreliable. Researchers do find that some people lie more than others. Studies show that children under two never lie and that lying peaks in adolescence when social relationships take on the heightened importance. So the moral of the story is that you can always trust a two-year-old, never trust a teenager. And for the rest of mankind, you don't want to put too much credence on what it means if they blink or scratch an itch or whether or not they're just fixing their hair. Being observant is one thing, but yelling liar when someone rubs their nose is is entirely another. Not only do we need to be aware of being lied to by others, probably more concerning is how we deceive ourselves. Constance goes on to say most people are not aware of the ways that they fool themselves. But psychologists have identified many signals of self-deception. Outsize emotional reactions to present situations is one. Behavior that is just out of step with who they claim to be is another. Indicate that we believe things about ourselves that are false or fail to believe things that are true. What Constance is describing is part of the reality that our minds are a battlefield. I'd written about this also at wisdominallthings.com if you want to look that up making it necessary that we stay alert and remain on guard, but primarily because of who is behind all this lying and deceiving. This is really important. 
We're getting it from the inside, we're getting it from the outside, and when we trace it back to its source, it leads us directly to Satan, who is the father of lies. Devil is a Liar is a song by Colton Dixon, and one of the first lyrics is, The devil is a liar. Says he can give you everything that you desire, everything you want, but you'd be playing with fire. Satan is a pro at reflecting the light, at deep deception and manipulation. We need to pay particular attention to this because of the severity of the consequences. Satan's single aim is to utterly destroy you by any means he is allowed. This makes guarding our hearts, minds, and souls of paramount importance. So how do we guard against being deceived? Let's look at some ways we can put ourselves in the best possible position to keep from being too easily persuaded. Because as Constance Derricks points out, belief can be more powerful than logic. First, prove it. In her article on deception, Constance's first piece of advice is to ask yourself if there is credible evidence to support the claims you are hearing. There should be a level of detail provided that gives you sufficient confidence in what you're being told. Rather than just trust how you feel about what they're saying, inquire about how they came to believe what they are telling you. This is where that gambling sixth sense might come in handy. Are they dancing around? You're asking them to provide proof? Does their explanation make sense? Is it too good to be true? Ask them to prove it. Secondly, John says, test it. In verse 1 of 1 John 4, John caringly prescribes what we should do with what we're being told. He says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are not from God. We need to hold up what we're being told to what God has made clear about what we're to think about what is being said and or how we're to respond to it. Third, consider the source, the wicked, sinners, and scoffers. It can seem pretty obvious who we should avoid when we use words like those to describe groups of people. But it is not always so easy, especially when it starts out subtly. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3 is where those words come from. It begins with just listening to the wicked and then walking with sinners and eventually only to find yourself seated with scoffers. When we are told something that we find suspicious, we need to also consider the source. Where is the information coming from? It also begs the question as to who and what we surround ourselves with. Examine both what is being said and what motivation may be behind it. Fourth, the call is coming from inside the house. Back when I watched scary movies, that one line produced chills. You're home alone, get a prank call that scares you to death, only to be told that the call is being made from inside your house. But that is what we need to face. Deception can come from within. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? It is possible that we turn on ourselves, so our hearts need to be examined along with any external deception we may perceive. So those are four ways we can guard against being deceived. We can ask them to prove it, be sure to test it, consider the source, and be aware that the call may be coming from inside the house. Now, we can't become impenetrable, but there are a few things we can keep in mind and even practice that we can improve our ability to detect and then respond to deception. This follows the intention of Solomon's command in Proverbs 4.23 regarding our need to guard our hearts. In order for us to be life-giving, we need to remain vigilant in our defense of our hearts coming under attack. If you want a transcript of this podcast, you can either go to wisdominallthings.com and search this title, but also in the show notes, you'll see a link to this transcript. 
At wisdominallthings.com, you'll also find quotes, articles, and other resources to help you better understand and apply wisdom in all things. And be sure to invite your friends because you, you don't want to be hanging out with a bunch of unwise people, right? Go to wisdominallthings.com.